0: What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Move Local podcast. My name is Dalton, and with me are my two co-hosts, Will and Donald. How are you guys doing today?
1: Really good. Yeah, had a uh, nice little start to the day. Clinic's coming along. Yeah. I'm pumped on how things are coming along over, over on site. Same here. Coffee's waking me up, so I'm starting to feel good.
0: Yeah, me too. Second coffee, got a little run in this morning, so ready to go. We're pumped about having our third episode, sorry, fourth episode, third interview on the Move Local podcast. Today we have Chris and Kendra of Cafe Domestique. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Hey. How are we doing on this fine morning?
2: Well, Chris has
3: already had hot coffee spilled straight down his crotch. Uh, (laughs) I've been on the phone with the city and the AGCO, so like yeah, great. Yay. Totally
0: wonderful. <laughs> the, the life of uh, business owners, mm. 9 <laughs> o'clock on whatever day it is today, putting out fires. Um, so why don't we start off, why don't we, go, we just have you guys introduce yourselves, get a little background about who you are, and maybe your involvement in um, Café Domestique.
2: No, why don't you go first, because it makes less sense that way. Um, I, uh, My name is Chris Sines. I started Café Domestique here in Dundas, or Domestique Cafe, if we're going to be uh correct back in 2009 ran it uh to a profitable state in 2014 sort of closed it out of a, a level of fatigue and frustration and uh, i've been putzing about here for a number of reasons but covid being the sort of final nail in the coffin uh an opportunity came out of that to start domestique cup again uh much to the somewhat you know excitement of the community it seems uh, so we're in that process right now, hoping to open up again, just around the corner from the movement, um, in sometime between September and like, you know, Labor Day and Thanksgiving, I would say.
0: How's that build out coming?
2: <laughs> oh, um, it's sort of ready to go, ready to build out, but you know, there's a uh, permits, to be had which are hoping daily and you know there's going to be hiccups there's going to be delays um, part of what's going on is a lot of the prep work for next year's patios are being done simultaneously there's just a lot it's a lot going on and we are of course um, here pretty much on site for our temporary setup uh, at 11 sydenham uh, as guests of uh, midfield Interactive where we're running a little coffee truck just to keep people caffeinated in the uh, in-between times from uh, my aforementioned last gig and uh, the upcoming rebirth of Domestique so you know just lots just a lot
3: as as you guys probably well know just having gone through and now at the tail end of build outs and there's
1: yeah. a lot yeah, well, sure. we're, we're all excited for what's to come over there for sure. Um, Kendra, do you want to kind of chat a little bit about your involvement?
3: Sure. So um, I'm I'm from the East Coast, uh, from Halifax mainly, and uh, I moved here about five or six years ago and I was lucky enough to kind of in my workings about town meet Chris through a friend while we were working at another place. And uh, we've stayed kind of friends and we've been working together here and there, I would say, whenever he kind of has something that I can help out with, I help out and it just so happened that a couple of years ago, you know, he was saying to me, you know, if I ever, if I ever do something again, you're the person I'm calling, like, and you know, it seemed like a very nice gesture at the time. Um, And then then he called me (laughs) (laughs) in the middle of COVID. He's like, hey, do you want to quit your job? I'm like, well, I'm technically laid off, let's do this. So uh, that's kind of my involvement is like we've just been friends and we've worked together a bunch of times and Chris called me and I said, yeah, let's do this crazy wild thing. Very
1: cool.
2: Not mm-hmm. the crazy wild thing.
1: <laughs> this. This <way>. thing. <laughs> specific this. With pandemic comes opportunity, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. It has,
2: for sure. Yeah. Like we would never run into our, uh, the, op- the as you guys know, real estate commercial real estate in dundas is hard to come by i actually said i'd never do this again unless i own the building again because the original domestique was uh in my own i own the building and it was uh it was a blessing and a curse it was too small a building but at least it was mine and um we ran into our the landlord that we're that we're working with on the new location he had never been into any of the places that i've been involved in and it just just through COVID, uh, we were the only thing uh, where I've been where I've been sort of managing or trying to manage things. We had uh, we were lucky enough to have them sort of roll in at uh, Lisa Piconi's recommendation because we were the only place making coffee um, through the March-April stretch in town, and um, so that's one thing led to another, and it went from hey, you know, can you? I'm op- I'm trying to do something similar with one of my tenants in our building to Hey, do you want to come look at it just to see what you think? To, you know, I I'm not super committed to the other folks. Maybe we could, you know, to hey, you're the only person that's going to be in this space. You've got to come do this. So, you know, I mean, not like an offer you couldn't refuse, but yeah, it seemed it seemed foolish too. So, I don't know where it's yeah. going with that. Yeah, no, I think
0: um, like we were just talking a little bit about the opportunity, obviously, that COVID yes, brings. Right. Yeah, and and. You know, sometimes things just kind of, kind of fall into to your lap, and you know that's kind of similar to like, our scenario. You know, we were looking at another place in the area, and then this, this spot on Hat Street popped up, and kind of things just fell into place, and we took took advantage of it. So it's interesting how those things happen. Um, one thing I was curious to ask you about, Chris, is like just the name. Like, where did Domestique come from? What is the meaning behind that?
2: So uh, it's a, I mean, in its sort of basic sense, Domestique. A domestique is a French term for um, servant or help and uh, how it relates to cycling, because we still maintain a cycling theme, uh, Canada's first cycling theme, cafe. The, in the early part of the last century, as the dynamics of the Tour de France sort of started to... Uh, as they started to sort of uh, turn into something that we recognize today tactics and whatnot uh, someone was accused of being someone else's helper and i'm paraphrasing this or but you know what am i a domestique you know what am i a servant kind of thing and and in the modern uh, world of cycling everyone uh knows that you know the leader of a team is not that you know he can't win lance armstrong couldn't win the tour de france as many times as he did without the help of a team of domestiques people who are not there to win race themselves, but to work towards um, helping the leader, the designated leader win. And um, the the nice thing about that as it relates to a, a, an environment where we are serving the customers, it's we're there for you. You know, there's nothing worse. You go into places, especially in bigger markets where there, you get the sense that the fucking tattooed, bearded, no offense to you, sorry, <laughs> you guys... Auutistic. Have you guys looked in the mirror? I mean, no, um, the uh, you know that you go in it's like you're doing they you're doing them a favor by coming in, and there's nothing worse than that, especially, uh, especially when you're giving someone money to perform a service for you and provide a product. So there's something to that. Now, Kendra's got her finger up.
3: But in I think, the air. Well, I think that the other like the way you could also look at that is like we couldn't be where we are without the help of the community. Yeah. right. Like it is a really beautiful. Uh, working name, right? Like we can't have that. Our success without help.
1: So, so here's a question: Who's, <clears throat> who's the Lance Armstrong? Who, who is, uh, who is the winner? Oh, My, no, no I can't we are all Team winners. <laughs> the community of Dundas. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it's uh,
2: coming here from Toronto because we were, we didn't even, I think, when we moved here in two thousand and nine, uh, we didn't even have our kitchen sink. I was renovating our house. Top to bottom, and then we bought the building that the original domestique was in. We still—I don't think we even had our kitchen sink working when we took possession of the uh, the place on Miller's Lane, and so it was like this to go from where my head was at then to where we are now, where it's it's absolutely a part of the business plan. It's a part of what the fabric of the company to give back to the community, and you know, to to mandate a certain amount of charitable work. I mean, we you know we. all of the ventures that I've been involved in here in Dundas have always, that's always been a big part of it. So, you know, it's a, it's harder to do or harder to see in a big market, but here in Dundas, you know, 25,000 people, you can actually make an impact with what you do, which is, um, and, and use it, you know, blatantly use it to the advancement of your business by not being a dick, like by being involved, you know, the, the folks at the Rotary Club want something, You're going to help them out. And I found as an outsider coming in, that was one of the best ways to ingratiate uh, myself to the community. was like, put your money where your mouth is. Come out, show up, help out, be at the, you know, we've, you know, sadly not had things like the, uh, the pancake breakfast every July 1st. We didn't have it this year, but, you know, there'd be years where we'd be giving away seven, 800 cups of coffee and you get to see all the families that come to that event or any number of the charitable events that happen within the you know the community of dundas it was less difficult for us to it was in the cycling community i was able to expand my um i don't know it sounds cheesy my reputation whatever i'd already been in that world for a long time so it's um it's a lot easier for us to be involved in that world but uh you know it was an uphill you know we opened a bike themed cafe and. Off the main street in Dundas in 2000, we kind of would say 2009, but realistically we opened f- for daily business in in the spring of 2000, first day of spring 2010, and being able to, you know, who's who's this fucking guy? What is what? This is crazy. What's he doing? Just throwing throwing money away. And we turned it into a place that was doing you know 60,000 transactions a year and was you know over its capacity from the moment the door opened pretty much to the end of the evening. You know. Um, and, and you know made a profitable business of it, and gained the recognition of being a community member and a community, you know supporter. So again, I don't know. Like someone else has to stop, stop me, stop me, boy.
0: <laughs> no, Long. no, that's good because like I want to, I want to hit on like. <laughs>
2: It's a good idea for you guys. It's so easy to show up. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you much to show up, put your faces to name. Oh, we're going to go to see those nice young men over they're, they're there with <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: You hit on community and that's something like when we put out, like started doing this Move Local podcast, that's something that like we really wanted to embody. And like, again, me being an outsider, I know I've repeated this many times already on this episode, but like it's cool to see. Um, the community in Dundas, like from an outsider perspective. And I, I kind of want you to, and, and both of you guys can chime in on this, is like, hit on, like, why is community important to you? You know, like sometimes doing those things that you're talking about, Chris, or the events may not be in the moment the best thing for a business, but why in the grand scheme of things is like community so important at, at its core?
3: Um, Well, I'm jump in before you start rambling and sounding really, really enthusiastic about our business here. <laughs> Uh, like, you know, our lease is going to be for 15 years. We want to be able to be there for 15 years. The, like, the only way we can do this is through the community wanting to come in and wanting to be there and further outreach, right? Like it, that sounds like it's a, a tactical business plan. It's not. It's like, no, the only way we continue to grow and the way we continue to do what we want to do, what we love to do, regardless of his Tone. <laughs> <trying right>? tone? <laughs> I, don't know. About I like I like the tone. Yeah. Um the only way we get to do that is if we continue to reach the community and continue to go forth. Right? We can only grow if we grow what we are putting into it, right? So
2: I mean there's and there's there's not a uniform community. Like you're you're not gonna get a lot of folks who are for instance your potential customers. Um this is still, despite what it looks like to folks that are in their, you know, maybe with their first kids or they've moved out here to, to raise their families, whatever. Statistically, Dundas is an aging community. You know, it's more folks like my parents that have moved here. Um, they moved here f- four or five years ago from Toronto to, to retire, quote, you know, air quotes there. Um, they're not necessarily going to listen to this podcast, but they're you know you'll you'll be able to get this to the orienteers and the cyclists, and the mountain. like you'll be able to get it to the sort of the active folks. I found um, with the original domestique that was a pretty easy because that was the, the community that I lived in or uh, you know was closest to me that you were able to get um, pretty good reach there very quickly, but to have folks come from like the local condo boards or from the museum like from the historical society some of the other um uh little groups within our community that are demographically quite different from ourselves like you know we've we've done well with that right and uh and that's by going out and like to your point you might not understand there's not a direct if you were to look at it on a on a business plan there's not a direct relation from supporting something that really has a tangential Um, exposure, uh, exposing people to your, your services, but in the end it all helps, right? Like it might not be your, it might not be the person that was seeing you face to face, but you know, their friend or their relative or something is going to need something. They're like, Oh, try those. Yeah. Those nice boys. So, you know, that, that would be, it's, you got to play a long game, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so, and it's come back and there's nothing wrong with having, you know, a marketing plan like we're here to make money that is we won't be able to continue to do things and the charitable stuff and all that we won't be able to provide that unless it makes money so doing it in a way where everyone wins i mean that's unfortunate maybe in the in the larger corporate world seems to be less of a motivation
1: but it it certainly uh, plays out well here yeah i think i think marketing and branding and that sort of stuff gets a bad rap you know but um, but ultimately, I think you hit on an important point there that, um, you know, a business has to be profitable to do the things that you want from a, uh, you know, like you said, a charitable perspective. Um, and, you know, I, again, you kind of touched on on some of the charitable stuff you do, but, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of charitable organizations that you guys support, you know, for uh, I, you guys do some stuff with like Max's big ride and stuff like that. Um, a lot of cycling based ones. Um, you know, were those pretty, or did those come to you organically or how do you, how do you pick and choose those?
2: Yeah. A lot of that stuff comes, you know, uh, just from, if there's an event, something that's cycling related, you know, I'll probably get a call about it. You're like, Oh, call him. And like, he, you know, he does that stuff that that's built up over time over the last decade. But, um, you know, from not just saying it's two fifty for your coffee, you know, get the fuck out kind of thing, by building a relationship with your individual customers, you get to know oh, you're on the board of the the Carnegie Gallery, or you're at the you teach at the uh, um, Dundas School of Art, or you know, like there's it's your people. They're the people in your in your neighborhood. You know, maybe I'm dated myself there. Um, and so I would say that we do way more stuff outside of the cycling and running world than we do in terms of a dollar amount uh and some of it is kind of universal it doesn't matter if you're a cyclist you know we lost a we lost a it's a little over a year ago we lost a customer who was a cyclist and a young guy in his mid-30s to cancer it just didn't you know and that pushed us to uh i think it was an even thousand bucks out of the 12 or so thousand that i funneled to various things last year it we made a point of 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 targeting one thing because of one person yet that affects everyone who comes into our shop like everyone has some cancer related horror story so you know it's uh it's it's a little bit of a little column a, a little column B. we got some directive stuff that we want to continue to support hamilton conservation you know things that make our community dundas kind of the nice place and unique place that it is but going out beyond that like we do share we've always supported share the road which is something that's more of a, a provincial level uh, thing and then you know and it helps inform policy in other parts of the country and you know it's so it it's, it's not totally shotgun <laughs> splatter but it's a uh, it's like it's a little a little bit reactive and a little bit um historically targeted does that make sense you build relationships you keep you're not going to say no to someone the next year
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting to me, like to sit down and and talk with the various people we've talked with so far and see the parallels between different fields. Like obviously we're a completely different field than you guys are obviously, but, um, relationships like that's a word that you brought up that's a word that we talk about all the time and like at the core of like what we do you you know whether you know we do help people with injury but like we're building relationships we're getting to know the individual so we can help them get back to the things that they love to do if we don't ask them about their life if we don't try to connect with them we're never going to know any of those things so it's just it's so cool to see the constant parallels with these conversations um, that we have uh the question i had was cycling and coffee why the combination how did that come about
2: Oh, I've never been asked this before. No kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, you just got to make sure I like, give the same answer every time. Um, <laughs> no, it, I mean, there's a little. It's the the allure of. I mean, in Europe, cycling and coffee is just like everything. Breathing and coffee. It's you know, or walking and coffee. You know, um, jumping uh, you know canals with a pole in Amsterdam, or sorry, in Holland with coffee. It's everything goes with coffee. It's like whatever you want to do, lawn bowling and coffee. Um, cycling, but all like, white,
3: all white uniforms and coffee.
2: Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, the, uh, I mean, for, for me, how I got into it or, you know, cycling had an appeal. I grew up in North Toronto, which was a lot of skiing, a lot of, you know, like I was at school with Eric Lindros, like for years, like hockey, North Toronto hockey. And like, that was a big thing and it just wasn't for me. Um, and, uh, getting into cycling, there was like all this sort of Eurocentricness to it. I mean, like even if you just got into cycling, you were gonna learn about you're gonna learn about Europe whether you had an interest in it or not, because you were gonna probably watch the tour, you know, or watch the 10, one hour of coverage every Sunday on A B C or whatever it was back in the eighties. Um, so in in I can certainly say in Toronto it was um, everything was all the clubs were divided on nationalist lines because a lot of the clubs had been started by immigrants coming you know after the war Um, you know i belonged just sort of i didn't even realize it at the time but Barolina cycling club which was the club that i joined as a uh, like a 14 year old it was the german cycling club i didn't know that it was just my the guy that i worked with was one of the coaches there so um, at the bike shop i was working at and that's where i ended up but there was queen city was the british club there was a croatian club there was um, I don't think I don't know if there was a French club, but there was definitely a number, you know, um, a number of Italian clubs, uh, and it was a small community. But it was all so Eurocentric in terms of the culture around it. Uh, you know, like the probably the biggest group ride that happens today in Canada, or one of the biggest and one of the longest running ones, always stops at a It always stops at a bakery. It's like just a part of it. So um, it has, as people as the sport has become more popular. Uh, sort of post indura or Armstrong era like when it became sort of a, a more normalized sport for North Americans I mean there is there's still that appeal like a little bit of euro kind of and the ascendance of cycling and normal, uh, in normal in north sort of being more recognized in North America also paralleled the rise of gourmet coffee, which you know start first Starbucks in Canada was 1994. I mean, if you look back at, uh, you know, coffee culture sort of being more recognized through like a movie like L.A. Story in the late 80s, you know, all the half-calf, like just making fun of all people's orders. Cycling grew uh, by leaps and bounds, both the mountain bike boom and interest in road cycling was at the same time. You can chart the sales, you know, parallel.
1: Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I always think of cycling as like, um, like aside from when you're competing, I think of it a little bit like a a communal sport, right. You know, um, you know, I, I tend to ride solo most of the time just because of my scheduling, but, you know, group rides are just like standard for the, for the sport. And I think like coffee culture is about sort of, you know, getting together with people and, and, you know, relationships and community. And so I think it's a pretty intuitive sort of, um, um, kind of
3: well if you're going to wear those outfits you have to be in a group otherwise people make fun of you (laughs) so so you have to go to coffee with somebody else
2: (laughs) strengthen some of the comments over the years from the non-cyclists are hilarious you know get the old scottish ladies coming in we have a we have a big scottish community here and it's funny like some of the comments are <laughs> oh, I. Oh, yeah. It's not even comments; just a lack of comments about being just in line with a whole bunch of like old ladies' pleasure yeah. yeah. <laughs> middle aged like bunch man. of middle aged men in lycra, you know. Um, question
0: I had for you, Kendra. What, like, obviously, have been working with Chris and like knowing him for some time now. What's something that you've like learned from him over the years that? Mm. that you've taken? Oh God!
2: <laughs> Everybody poops.
3: <laughs> that's that's a daily lesson. Uh. Oh, what have I learned? Actually, from? That? yeah, I'll, I'll be back in um, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think that's a, what we're talking about—the sense of community and about Chris tends to be a very uh, not scattered, but you have you have, a, <laughs> you have a million plans in your head, but it's all for the people that do things like. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I've got to get, okay, I've got to get coffee for you guys and I've got to like, oh, there's someone's bike fit parts I have to fix and there's this and this and this and this this, while running his business, you know, and it, as someone who tends to be a little bit more organized and scheduled and like, no, we've got to get this done. uh, I have found that to be frustrating over the course of time that I've known him, like just get this done. It's for your business. Like that's more important. And that is not more important in fact Mm -hmm. that is like that is the biggest lesson it's like no all those other little things of like get that bike park fixed get like get all the real life stuff Mm -hmm. that done you know your milk order goes in an hour late they're still gonna give you an order it's not the biggest deal in the world Mm -hmm. it's gonna happen um but I think like making sure that there's space in your brain for everyone else that's that's where it, it really happens
1: yeah, you know, I, I've, I've actually been around uh, Café Domestique from uh, from oh9 I moved here uh, to Hamilton in 2009 for for physio school. And, uh, um, you know, one thing that I've, I've always valued about, you know, Chris is is that sort of aspect. You know, I've always thought of him as a connector and someone who is always thinking about, like, oh, how can, you know, this person, you know, is looking for, you know, service X, Y, or Z. And I, I know this guy is, you know, I'd vet that person, you know. So, um you know, I think that's kind of to your point. You know how uh, how that community has sort of built up and supported um, the the business over the years, and and sort of yeah inter interlaced himself with the community. But it also creates that little thing, like the people that you've gotten to know through the
2: cafe that become either become customers or have maybe helped with the build out, or like it's just there's or come into your maybe gone into your wife's place to buy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know what the but that's. I think that's part of the job is uh you know there was a term publican i always always liked it it was a great it was a great upper canada beer too but the idea of someone who is buying you're behind the bar and you're doing it's a public it's a public place it's a public service you're you're supposed to connect people and i think that's not something that you get it's certainly been a differentiator when we have two other cafes in town that you you know maybe you go to one of the other ones and and you know we have a you know we have a starbucks for the moment that i i don't think you're going to get a lot of that from like it's just not built in just because of the transit you know not to say that they have a huge turnover i don't know i've really only been in a couple of times but the it should be part of what you're doing is not just it's not just about it's 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 a there's more to it than just making the coffee or serving the beer and like bringing it through and cleaning up the tables it's you've got to be able to have some context for the people that are coming in you know um, and uh, knowing things that's you know, one thing for free coffee on your birthday i mean starbucks does that that's like that's a top level kind of doing something personal for someone but it's another thing like you know today we no one would know it, but one of our customers deals in high heat brick and height like you know does a lot of stuff for crematoriums and um blast furnaces and that kind of thing but we have another customer in town who needs to fix an oven a specific kind of uh uh, ethnic cooking oven and he was at a loss of where to get his stuff. But I know like, cause I file all that stuff in my head. They're going to be connected today. Someone's going to get some free, you know, high heat cement and someone's going to get some free dinner. So it's, and then that, and they'll all reference that that came through me and that, that helps build the brand and build the, uh, the goodwill. So,
0: yeah, I think the important part of all that, because that's awesome stuff, but I, and I just listening to you, I know you do that without expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not expecting something in return for them by
2: by doing that for them. Well, yeah. it's nice that they keep coming and buying coffee. Exactly.
0: Yeah, but your intentions are like, I want to help someone, right? Yeah, As so. opposed to like, I need to do this for this person so that they give me this money or whatever it may be, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes from that place, it's very powerful.
2: Well, yeah. Okay. Keeps people putting up with me. (laughs) So there's the whole other (laughs) aspect.
0: I I wanted to ask um, Kendra, you mentioned like the 15 year lease and obviously this happened during this time, which is pretty crazy to kind of, you know, not be able to refuse that offer. So what I want to know is like, what's special about this spot that you have and what made you not be able to refuse?
2: um you put it to Kendra. so uh the
3: the space itself is beautiful it's in the historic music hall building we're right on the corner um and like when i first saw it the landlord had already there was a cafe that had been there for a number of like 31 years uh before us um but the landlord once they had moved out in january had done a fair amount of renovations himself before we were even involved. And one of the things when I walked in the first time, it's like there's these two giant 10-foot windows on the foundry side facing the post office building, like it's beautiful, uh, and it's so it's so breathtaking. Um, but I think, like I'll tell you an anecdote to kind of get the specialness of it. Uh, I have always wanted to open my own bar. It's like that's been my goal. Never thought it was going to happen like you know but that's the goal and I always wanted to be a corner place and I wanted to call it like corner bar like that was it um, and the first time we set up a group chat between ourselves and the landlord Chris named it corner cafe without knowing any of that like he'd never been told that goal and so like I looked at that and was just like oh my gosh these are my dreams like we're gonna like we're gonna get our dreams and um, and there's going to be a lot of sweat and tears involved, and that's totally fine. <laughs> uh, but you know, the the space is big, it's open, it's sunny. We can look at the community, and we're not too far. Like we're right on the main drag. Mm-hmm. Cool. You yeah. can't you can't so, beat that. No, no, it, it,
1: no, it is a it is a great location. Um,
2: and I don't think any that uh, you know I've been here ten years, and there's so hard to find anything. I looked yeah. for years to buy a bigger building for the original domestique, and you know um was prepared to make even a deal with the devil uh to try and get something bigger and you know maybe if i hold held off for a few more years um i would have uh, maybe something would have come up but even then like it's been so funny there's been nothing really suitable in the it'll be almost five years since the original domestique closed that would have worked so here we are and you know we have we have a lot of um a lot of things aligned with the guy that owns the building, Don, who's you know who will you know who will say himself. It's like uh, this is it works for him, it works for us. Everyone's happy out of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can see because he had a chance to sort of look at us in or look at how I operate without an expressed. There was no conversation when he first walked in. He was just some guy. I know who he was. I mean, you, you know we were able he was able to see sort of how I go and what I do and how I run things and that's the kind of thing that he wants in his building you know that I'm fussy about certain little things that would piss me off has been I've been a commercial and a residential landlord so you know I know what the concerns are on that side of the table and uh I'm cognizant of them um so I think it's gonna I hope it should you know knocking on the, the boardroom table here it should be good yeah it's awesome Like, I don't want to commute. I've been 10 years without commuting. I've not commuted more than 1.4 kilometers since moving, since November or something of 2009. I'd like to keep that up.
0: Um, Just to kind of wrap up things, we we do a little rapid-fire question here. So what is the favorite local restaurant for you guys?
2: Uh, Quatrefoil. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty easy.
3: Yeah. Um, My favorite is Bon Toms up on uh, John
2: Street. I, I don't is know. that here? I what's, uh... It's well, in Hamilton. Oh, in Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Okay. Oh, well,
3: I think the question yeah. was for yeah, like yeah, yeah, Hamilton. Down. I mean, if you're choosing Dundas, it's, us, it's no. yeah, obviously <laughs> wonderful. But no, yeah, yeah, I think yeah.
1: we're allowed to choose. Yeah, all Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. What's Ponton?
3: Um, so it's uh in the old Rapscallion Scallion building. Um, good it's times. like yeah, it's like a French Canadian esque kind of idea, but it's small plates, lovely. Like the people there are wonderful. The cocktails are wonderful. The wine oh. is wonderful. Like they've okay. got a nice check that out. When nice lovely stuff. Yeah, believe there There's a patio now. Three tables. Nice.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, favorite local craft beer?
3: Mine's Grain and, Grit. Grain
2: and Grit. Yeah, yeah Grain and Grit does a. They've been doing something for the last thing that I was doing uh, that, you know, they only did for us. And, it, you know, Joe made a go of mm-hmm. tweaking it over the months and I like it and it's it's very nice. Is that going to be
1: served at the new place? Is this mm-hmm. going to be LBO? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, I like it. I mean, Kendra that's that's the
3: call on the AGCO. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Kendra is uh, more, more thinking my, the, the stuff that uh, Joe and Lindsay do for us is more of a, a cask kind of thing. Because we will have cask, like mm-hmm. real cask edition stuff, not just a fake draft engine. But we'll actually do, you know, nice. most of the local breweries have that option for us. Even the shed does. Very cool. mm-hmm. yeah.
0: okay. um, favorite coffee beverage or way that you like a coffee?
2: single espresso short like mm. yeah.
1: Classic.
3: yeah, I mean probably a flat white really and truly, like but the day to day is just like an americano. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um who should we talk to that you guys know in the local community?
3: Oh, um I mean for the next one. Yeah, for the for the podcast, anyone that sure. you guys yeah. think would be uh, good. Yeah. Uh, so I have a friend, Spencer Juretsky, who is a uh, yoga instructor and workout extraordinaire gentleman. Cool. He's a uh, very like outdoorsy, um, but he is he has created a, a men's program for yoga that is I think a really astounding little program uh, because it's a type of either sport or workout or like in you know, a way of life that is not now normally targeted towards men, uh-huh. and uh, he has kind of done a. Intro program to get that going for the gentleman in the community, and I know he's run it a few times and I know that there's a bunch of guys who have like just done the intro again and again and again. Uh because they're finding a lot of benefit from it. Cool.
1: Yeah. Very neat. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. That's cool.
2: Oh, I don't know. There's so many people. There are. are. That's kind of I mean entertaining people?
0: Sure.
2: Like not really any tangential reference to your business. Um Bob Grockford, just because he was here earlier, but like you know, he doesn't even fucking live in Dundas. But he, you know, his his family connection is so, and he's uh, entertaining. I find.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, just to wrap up, we've been asking all our guests. This is what what does move local mean to you? And this is just like your thought around those words. It doesn't have to be related to us or anything. I, we want to kind of see what you
3: guys think of those words. Coming coming in my head after this conversation is more like. a a goal the kind of constant like we've been talking a lot about the over time and the change and what you can do and so it's like what is that change over time what can you achieve how do you constantly adapt within your local community to impact something probably like a never tangible goal that you must always be working towards yeah very sisyphusian that's awesome
2: uh dewitt moving and storage was what came up <laughs> Whatever. i've used them many times they're excellent commercial and residential uh, Love it. but no I, I like the uh move it's like there's lots of you know it's sort of, it i think it fits in because there's uh there's what's the uh the workout place in the um, momentum, momentum, and there's like there's lots of M. It feels like it fits in. It feels like you'll be fine. You'll be in in the community, and you know, it's got a nice flow to it. The M, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: The 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 big words from Chris Hines. Yeah, you'll be fine.
2: <laughs> don't <laughs> worry like, about your business, guys. You'll
3: be fine, probably.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like if you're gonna already doing this, I mean, it's that's part of it right there. Yeah. And hopefully, if this COVID shit gets a little bit more dealt with, and we can actually do events and there's opportunities it's always yeah. those those ways of getting ingratiated into the community will come yeah. and uh there we go cool
1: yeah thanks very much i like do it yeah do it move it they're really good though <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, where can people find more about you guys Are you guys instagram um oh, yes. website oh. stuff oh
2: yeah definitely oh. check out our uh <laughs> domestique talk no There's like literally nothing on it.
3: Yeah, I I got us the TikTok account just because I wanted to have the name Dermist TikTok. (laughs) Oh, nice. I like it. That's good.
2: Um, Neither one of us are big social media. Like, it kind of just annoys me. And uh, it's going to be a time vampire, Um, Kendra. It'll be, I think, given both of our personalities, it's just going to be funny shit. And it'll be begrudgingly posted onto our Facebook page. (laughs) Like it'll be like one of those, share it to Facebook and don't go look at the page for <laughs> months on a time. And um, I guess Instagram is where. Yeah. Indeed. And then I don't know. There has to be something for Snapchat. We have a Snapchat.
3: Yeah, we. I don't think we have. We any. have all of the social medias. We yeah. just don't like using them. We are. I just got Instagram like oh, two weeks ago. I've never had any social media. Like this is it. Uh, so it's.
2: There will be a def. We should definitely note that we have to do something that when uh regardless of the platform when it's signed with a large a capital k that's oh, me don't tell people that's so oh i thought we were going to do something about out. that oh. and the short the small the that resi- you can edit this yeah. out yeah we'll this is for you guys <laughs> i don't care the it's small fine. k the because kendra
3: that was one of the funny things is like he signs everything large k and i've never liked a large k and i always sign it just a small k and we found that out afterwards <laughs> oh God, it's, fine. it's just like kk sure. yeah sure great um but I guess our website, our website, which is up and running now, yes. is something we should maybe say, uh, which is uh, Cafedomestique.com. Mm-hmm. It's two eyes. Do- Domestique is now spelled with two eyes. Yeah, like it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So we'll send people that way. Thanks uh, thanks for taking the time, guys. appreciate it. It was oh, fun. Thank you. Thank you.
2: That's great. Wonderful. It's a great thing here.